we've got to tell you about American financing. Yes, we do. There is a story in uh, today's um, uh, show prep in today's uh, Internet that uh, says that it looks like mortgage rates could be going up to 5%. Yay! Why is that? To curb inflation. Yay! So it's going to get harder and harder to get a loan soon, and you're going to pay more and more. If your if if your mortgage goes up to five percent, you buy a lot less house and you uh, pay a lot more money than you will at two percent or three percent. Please, please call American Financing right now. Call them at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Oh, good show for you. Today, actually, too. It's weird. I mean, usually we got a great show coming up for you, but it's usually not that day. So stand by. Pat Gray joins us again. Cardboard microphone. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program with talent on loan from Carol today. I mean, hey, women have talent in broadcasting as well. Carol's not. She's a dental hygienist, uh, so I don't know how much her talent is going to work out for me today, but we're going to give it a whirl. And uh, and coming up, we're going to start with, oh my gosh, our president. He is... He is not embarrassing at all. We start there in 60 seconds. Now spit. Oh, sorry, that's Carol. The Glenn Beck Program. May I talk to you about Sandra, who lives in Minnesota? Hi, Sandra. May I call you Sandy? She writes in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I've been hearing you talk about Relief Factor for a couple of years now on your show. I know. Sick of it, aren't you? I finally decided to give it a try because nothing was helping with my back pain. I have experienced great relief. The lower back pain used to be constant, but it's not anymore. I honestly doubted Relief Factor was going to help, but the three-week quick start being available, I decided, what the heck, I don't have anything to lose. I am so glad I did. I feel like a new person. Thank you so much. Sandra, thank you. Thank you for at least trying it. Um, that's why they put the three-week quick start out there. Because unlike most companies, they're like, uh, yeah, only about 70% of the people uh, use, uh, you know, go on to buy more. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, after three weeks, you know, 30% of the people, they don't find any relief from it. So they don't. And I said, well, then why aren't you saying that? I don't know. Nobody said we should. Okay, well, I'm saying you should. It's an honest company that is just trying to do the right thing and trying to get people help. And as they said, you might be part of the 30% 30 that it doesn't work for. So take it for three weeks. If it doesn't work within three weeks, it's probably not going to. It works for Sandra. It works for me. 
relieffactor.com call 800-583-84 relieffactor.com 800-583-84 as god is in his heaven do we have to hate each other to the point that people with less balance are stimulated to deeds of this kind i don't think we need to pat uh i say we don't hate anybody i say we laugh at them today I mean, I was like, right. We laugh with them. We laugh with them. So open wide. Gosh. Can, <laughs> I'm sorry. That dental hygienist thing is really maybe not the smartest person to borrow from. Uh, yeah. Well, she working. was the only one available that I could get on the phone. Uh, okay. You know, Rush had all the talent on loan from God, and You're right. Yeah. I'll take what I can get. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Carol. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, let me just show you one of the most awkward moments. I think I have ever seen uh, a president go through, and that is when the reporter asked uh, President Biden, uh, "Do you still do you still think that uh, Putin is a cold stone killer?" Here's what happened. In a weekend interview, Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? <laughs> answer the first question <laughs> i'm laughing too they actually I, oh man <sighs> well look i mean he has made clear this that uh, i love this uh listen there one two three four five, the answer is six i believe he is in the past essentially Acknowledge that he was uh, there are certain things that he would do or did do. But look, um, when I was asked that question. Stop, 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 stop. Did that first part look like a hostage video? I mean, he's going into the room to meet with Vladimir Putin. And he's like, I think he picks this up from Kamala or Kamala. I think that's he's like, he works for Kamala. I'm laughing, too. I'm. <laughs> that does seem to be uh, their escape route, right? They just start laughing. Right? Good. They just start laughing. Go ahead and play that and then play Kamala's uh, laugh when he starts to, to laugh. Go ahead. In a weekend interview, play Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? <laughs> to answer the first question. <laughs> Where's Kamala? I'm laughing, too. No. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> oh man! And the stuck in uh. stuck in time thing that happens to him all the time. He he pauses for nearly seven seconds and can't say a word. Doesn't know what he's completely lost for at least seven right. seconds before his brain. Seven re-engages. seconds. How do you how do you get away with that? How does nobody on the left? No one makes any mention of that it's not a thing if that was donald trump well, pausing for I don't seven know. seconds no no Oof. did you see did you see that what you remember when he did his first rally when donald trump first came out what a month ago and he did his first rally yeah they said he was a wearing yeah. his pants on backwards <laughs> right which, which he was not true and they said look how old he's gotten yeah look how old he's gotten 
He looks like a high school teenager in comparison. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Look how old he's gotten. Uh, let me um, let me move to Hunter Biden here because there's a story here that makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, here's the headline. We spoke to Hunter Biden about his new life as a full-time artist and his personal quest for universal truth through painting. <laughs> Jeez. Mm-hmm. Ahead of his official debut as an exhibiting artist, the son of U.S. President Joe Biden tells us what's driving his new career. Now, can, do we have uh, the picture of him uh, painting? There he is, like a first grader at a table. Okay, that's, uh, that's, that's generally not the way you paint. Uh, but that paintbrush looks like it does come from a first, first grader. And by the way, he's gripping it. Mm-hmm. Now, he provided uh, this uh, picture. They, they didn't. He provided this picture. Uh, it's uh, Hunter Biden at work, courtesy of the artist. Hunter Biden is on the move. Yeah, because he's running from the law. Hunter Biden is on the move. The lawyer, former lobbyist, son of the U.S. President Joe Biden, has left his $5.4 million rental rental in Venice Beach, California, for a quieter Los Angeles neighborhood up the coast. He won't say where exactly, because right-wing guys like to show up on his doorstep with bullhorns. I'm still quoting this article. He's 15 minutes late for an interview because his house doesn't have mobile service yet. I'm wondering how many people are trying to get in touch with me and then failing. Biden, 51, told me over the phone, which is kind of nice, actually. Usually, I just don't answer the phone. Now, this is a guy who uh, didn't pay his alimony, uh, lied in court about how much he made, uh, was in with a stone-cold killer in Burisma, was paid millions of dollars didn't pay his taxes on those millions of dollars by the killer that ran Burisma. Uh, oh, he left cocaine in uh, a crack pipe in a rental car once, uh, and he likes to make it with hookers. Oh, and his dead brother's uh, wife. So I think we all love him. I think there's a reason to embrace him. Um <laughs> He said, uh, he said, the uh, topic of our interview has nothing and yet everything to do with Biden's well-documented struggle with addiction, his new memoir, his famous dad, his made for the tabloids romantic life, his made romantic life. You mean where he's he's smiling over the heads of hookers? That's his romantic life. Or his ties to President Trump's impeachment and to Ukraine. Nothing, because he wants to talk about the art he's been making for his upcoming show in New York this fall. Everything, because, well, it's art. And for Biden, everything is connected. He has no formal training, but he's been making art since he was a child. Uh, remember when he finger painted? Uh, in recent years, his practice has taken more formal, serious turn. 
And now, as a full-time artist, he has a dealer. Jorge Burgess. Uh-huh. He also has a studio and a collector base. Now, remember, he's doing his first show. He's just announced that he's an artist, and he has a collector base? Yes, in fact, prices on his paintings. Now, now Pat, I want you to think about this. You mm. could own a Hunter Biden painting for a work on paper for $75,000. Is that or, all? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Or $500,000 for a large-scale painting. Oh, my gosh. Now, $500,000 wow. uh, might seem like a lot to some, but not if you're trying to meet the president. Um, ooh, did I say that out loud? You know what this is? Hey, Dad, you know who I want you to meet? <laughs> this guy who just bought a $500,000 painting from me. It's only a half a million dollars. I just thought you had to meet him. I'm going to leave you two alone now to talk. That's what this is. This is nothing but a way for him that the art is money laundering. He is he is taking all of that money. And I can guarantee you that provides access to the president of the United States, because that's the scam. These guys always run. Oh, I'm going to I don't you know, I don't speak the language. Uh, I know nothing about the Ukraine, but the good news is I also know nothing about the gas and oil industry, but I'm going to take that uh, seat on the board of Burisma because I've got so much uh, of other stuff that I can offer them if they spoke English. <laughs> I mean, that's why he got paid all that money. He got paid as a, a way to uh, push that money into the Biden family, be able to just keep selling access and influence. Oh, my God. And he really put, can you put that picture up again? Pat, your, your kids are, are artists, really good artists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do, have you ever seen them paint anything like that? <laughs> Leaning on the canvas and then no, I have holding it like it's a crayon. I have not. No. Now yeah. I would do that. Yeah. That's how I would paint because I'm not yeah, an artist. I think that's the I think yeah. that's the point. Uh-huh. And if you look at his art, uh it does look like somebody who has done drugs. But I will tell you uh usually crack cocaine heads don't have the kind of patience to do all of that art like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's very complex art. Not something that I would buy, but somebody somebody would buy that, and it would be, you know, it, it would probably be very expensive. I just don't believe he's doing it. Now, that's probably what a lot of people would say about me, but have you seen my art? I mean, have you seen how it used to be? And really, I mean, and you see how it is now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I don't know if anybody has a, uh, you know, I don't think any, I'm not fooling anyone. Like, you know, they're like, oh, uh-huh, that, okay, I believe Glenn did that. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I don't believe he did this at all, at all. Really? I uh, Do now, you? Well, I'm looking at the New York Post, 
And the headline yeah. is Hunter Biden's artwork is actually good and will be worth a lot, experts say. And then I'm looking at it and he's he's blowing ink onto a page. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Have you seen have you seen that photo? Mm-hmm. He's just he's, I have not he's seen that blowing photo. the paint onto the page. Well, that's I'm sorry. That's one of his seventy five thousand dollar paperwork. That is not. That is not art. <laughs> <laughs> that I yeah, can it do. Is. I mean, I can do that. Look, I can blow yeah, paint onto yeah. a onto but have a you piece seen, of paper. Have you seen the article? Uh, well, I have it from Artnet.com, and it shows some of the more, I guess you would call sophisticated uh, art, and it's it's not easy. That's not an easy thing. Um, and it, and you know, what's interesting is his, uh, his art master, Jorge said that, uh, you know, uh, he has got some, uh, some, uh, authenticity to it. And, uh, I've encouraged him to incorporate his, uh, written work in, uh, his mixed media, his written work. You mean like when he calls people the N word? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that would sell, uh, but uh, sure. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you, this is nothing but uh, a a way for him to sell access to the president of the United States. I believe and that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he does do all of it. But I also believe this is a way to sell access to the president of the United States. Now, uh, I want you to know I'm going to announce uh, the dates of... Uh, of of my first art showing and i am selling access to pete and if you've ever wanted to talk to pete uh you buy one of my paintings and i'll set it up for you now let's, let's, let's just keep that between ourselves okay uh july 26th through july 31st uh is at park city fine art uh, they are, oh, I'm doing my first art show proceeds, by the way, everything that I make on this, I'm going to donate to Mercury one, uh, the American journey center for the preservation of history. Also, some of the proceeds will go to OUR and the Nazarene fund. Uh, but that is at the, uh, at park city fine art and you can see it now. And I want you to AB compare, uh, park city, and you can A-B compare on, you know, it's not as good as Hunter's. It's not as good as Hunter's. <laughs> but it is, the uh, uh, the uh, show is for American heroes. Uh, now I can't remember. Look it up, will you? It's American heroes, legends, and myths. Uh, and uh, you can see that. Uh, July 26th through the 31st. Again, just go to parkcityfineart.com. It's not Hunter Biden, but, you know. <laughs> what is? You buy mine and you don't, you buy mine and you don't have to meet the President of the United States, which I think is kind of a nice thing. Uh, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. Here's a secret about Father's Day. Dads are ready for it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's, you know, there's no pressure at all. He's just sitting back, enjoying you watch, you know, watching you squirm as you think, what am I going to get him? I mean, he has now 21 ties. 
So I don't know what else I can get for him. May I suggest Omaha Steaks? They have an amazing limited time offer just released for you right now. OmahaSteaks.com. If you enter the promo code Beck into the search bar, you can get Dad's Best Grill Pack. I want to, even if you don't have a dad, you know. Um, may I suggest you get this anyway? At the way the price of meat is going, I want you to listen. For ninety nine dollars. You're going to get 28 of Omaha Steaks' favorite entrees. You're going to get four bacon-wrapped fillets. I mean, these are premium, as is the boneless chicken breasts. You get four of those. Four boneless pork chops, eight gourmet jumbo franks, plus the all-time favorite, the uh, the, uh, made-from-scratch caramel uh, apple tartlet. Also, you get their seasoning packet and eight free filet mignon burgers, that's for ninety nine ninety nine. You go into the grocery store, you're not going to be able to get this quality of meat anywhere close to that. Unbelievable offer at a 59% savings. The packages are selling out fast, so get on top of it quickly. It's omahasteaks.com. Keyword Beck. Order the Dad's Best Grill Pack today. It's omahasteaks.com. omahasteaks.com. Keyword back for a 59% savings and eight free filet mignon burgers. Do it now. 10 seconds, station ID. We have Mike Pompeo coming on with us in just about uh, six minutes, so stand by for that. By the way, Pat, did you see that South Dakota uh, has had their wind turbine plant shut its doors? Apparently, there's problems with the wind turbines. I don't know. And in Texas, yeah, in Texas, Texans are now being told to try to keep the thermostat at 78 because, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is you that where yours is uh, right now? Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. And <laughs> nor neither. will it be. No. I moved to Texas for a reason. Yes. Here's something I'd love to see Governor Abbott say. You know what? Yeah, we'll build the wind turbines and the, all that green crap. But we are not, not turning down our nuclear power plant. We are still going to burn coal. We are going to be mm-hmm. on the grid with real power. And when that stuff works, we'll use it. That's fine. But we're not replacing the stuff that has always worked. This is... Oh, it drives me nuts. I know how it goes. You point and laugh at the poor rube on the TV who's buying into the whole timeshare uh, thing. And you think, ha, I'd never make that mistake. Then you cut to uh, you a few years later, staring down at the latest maintenance fee, thinking, well, who's the rube now? I know because I almost did this. We were on vacation and we're like, I could vacation here forever, forever. This would be great. And uh, and I was doing it without any liquor. So you're smarter than I am. Timeshare termination team can get you out of your timeshare. They'll talk to you about the specifics of your timeshare situation and create a step-by-step plan to get you out safely, legally, and permanently. They have an in-house legal team. This is all they do. They do the heavy lifting for you so you don't have to. 
industry knowledge in the 20% off right now the cost of their services for all military veterans, active duty personnel, and their families. Call 888-GET-YOU-OUT, 888-GET-YOU-OUT, or go online to timeshareterminationteam.com. Do it now. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern. That's awesome, isn't it? Or anywhere you get your podcasts any time of the day. I am thrilled to have the uh, former U.S. Secretary of State, former CIA director, and chairman of CAVPAC, which he'll talk about here in just a second, Mike Pompeo on with us. Hello, Mike. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. It's great to be with you on your show today. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, And uh, I really uh, sincerely mean I really appreciate everything you have done uh, for the country and honestly for the world, especially Israel and the Middle East. What you guys pulled off is absolutely amazing. And I hate to see it torpedoed like it's being, but uh, thank you for that. Well, Glenn, thank you for the kind words. Uh, We did do good work, important work for the American people, important work for the people of Israel and the relationship between our two countries. It has been, I'll be honest, it has been a tough 140 or whatever the heck number of days it is to watch them already begin to undo what was really going to create prosperity and peace in the region. I think the Abraham Accords will withstand it, but it's going to take a lot of effort, a lot of effort from people who are diligent in making sure that those relationships don't deteriorate under this administration. I have to tell you, um, you know, uh, Joe Biden, even going in to meet with Putin, is a little like Minnie Mouse trying to have a civil conversation with Peg Leg Pete. I mean, it's just, there's no strength there at all. No strength. Uh, how do you how do you suggest those meetings are going to go? <laughs> uh, it's, there's a lot of risk. Uh, Glenn, these are high stakes things. I watched President Trump go through it when I met with Chairman Kim. These were. These were big events, and you had to be ready. It, it was it was really sad because the the setup is always so important. Here, here the setup was: we began by joining the Paris Climate Accord, telling Vladimir Putin he'll be the world's biggest energy producer, and by lifting some sanctions on some of his buddies. It's not that we can't find places we can work with Vladimir Putin. We certainly did, but you got to be clear and you got to be tough, and you have to be cognizant of the risks and the malign activities engaged. And I fear that that's not what we're uh, we're, that's not what we're going to see in these next 24 hours in this meeting. I, I have to tell you, I don't know if I'm sure you did see what the uh, uh, the president of Poland said, uh, but he's like, nobody in America is consulting with us, and uh, Biden is no Reagan, and Putin is not Gorbachev, and we're going to be the ones that pay the price. You know, it's especially. Uh, poignant coming from the polls. You remember, Glenn, there was the polls and uh, Lequalesa and uh, uh, Pope John Paul II and Ronald Reagan, who crushed the tyranny from the Soviet Union. And to hear the polls now saying they fear that the United States is not going to be up to the task is really a historical myth and dangerous, not only for the polls in Eastern Europe, but for us as well. So I, I, we have so much to cover in so little time. So let me just go through a couple of things. The ransomware attacks. I've never heard a president say, well, it's a private issue and the, and the president should just or I mean, these companies, they have to decide whether they they pay the blackmail. 
Stunning. Can you tell me? Go ahead. Yeah, this is an attack on America. And it came through a commercial attack, right? It it came through an attack on a commercial enterprise. But the the capacity for pipelines to move product around our East Coast is an American national security interest to suggest for a moment that we're going to hand this over to some private entity. Well, goodness, it's about like handing over your social media to these big old nasty social media companies. We, we, We have to help these businesses protect their systems. And then it has to be a national effort to impose costs on those who put American lives at risk by denying us the ability to move product around our world, our country. So is there a strong enough connection between these hackers and Putin that we we know Putin at least knows about it and is okaying it with a wink and a nod? Well, I, I can't tell you about this particular interest, in, incident and what we know because I was out of government. But what I can say this, all the right. hallmarks of what took place here suggest this is some folks who are operating from Russian soil in a space that is almost certainly underwritten by one of Vladimir Putin's buddies, the oligarch system. And Putin, at the very least, is turning a blind eye to it and probably more. And so it's appropriate to hold Vladimir Putin and the Russians accountable for the actions right. taking place on, inside of their own country. And we, we've got to do it. And there are tools by which we can. Um, let me just quickly uh, it looks like, um, well, it doesn't look like, I, I know it just happened. State Department uh, was investigating COVID and the Wuhan lab and everything else. And uh, Biden just took that and shut that down and moved it over to the CIA. My theory is, is that that way he, he doesn't have to release anything because it can, you know, intelligence can be, um, uh, you know, can be held as uh, top secret. Was there evidence on this Wuhan lab when you were in office, and 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 are we ever going to hear what really happened? So, Glenn, I have a unique perspective, having led both the CIA and the State Department consecutively. When I was a Secretary of State, when the Wuhan virus uh, was foisted upon the world by the Chinese Communist Party, we began to move heaven and earth to try and figure out what happened. We had the tools to try and figure out if this was a part of a bioweapons effort on behalf of the CCP, and we learned a lot. And so, Glenn, while I can't tell your listeners today, we know the answer with certainty. I am confident that this came from the virology lab. We know enough to, to say that. We also know enough to know they're continuing to cover it up, and so we know plenty to hold them accountable. There's no evidence this, this administration wants to confront that. Three million people dead around the world, hundreds of thousands in the United States, Families still, families still here in the United States upended by this thing. Kids having trouble coming out of these lockdown, crazy lockdowns. The Chinese Communist Party has to be made to pay a price, at the least a price sufficient to make sure they'll do what they can to make sure something like this never happens again. Talking to um, uh, Mike Pompeo, uh, you are starting um, a what's called a CAV pack. Um, CAV champion American values and also uh, kind of a tip of the hat to your time in the army as a cavalry office uh, officer uh, but it's CAV pack and it is looking to uh, get real conservatives and real conservative candidates into the 2022 cycle tell me about it so Glenn I was a businessman in Kansas back in 2010 when Barack Obama was taking our country in the wrong direction. I I gave up that wonderful life with my family back in Kansas to go run for Congress Mm -hmm. to throw Nancy Pelosi out. Uh, 
this effort is in those same lines. It's my effort from the place that I find myself today to lead what we've called CAP back. You're right. What does CAP do? It rides to the sound of the gun. It alerts. It, it, it sounds the siren when there's a real risk to something that matters an awful lot. And so we're going to go find conservative candidates, uh, uh, true believers in uh, American workers and our American middle class. We're going to find them. And we're going to help them be successful getting elected, not just to take back the House and the Senate, but city council races. We did a state legislative race in New Hampshire last week. We're helping a fellow out. We've got to make sure that we drive this message and help good candidates get elected. And if you go to capback.com, I think you'll see there's real action and a, a real heart for delivering good outcomes for our country. I'll tell you, Mike, I am I'm not only looking for people that understand, uh, you know, the average worker and and, uh, how business is done. But I'm I'm also looking for somebody who will stand up for the Constitution because that thing is gone. I mean, we are not following it at all, uh, it seems right now. And both parties seem to have, uh, you know, seem to play not an equal part, but a part in ignoring it when they want to. Glenn, there's no doubt the party that I've been a part of for decades now has its own its own challenges. We've got to confront them. We've got to take them on. Uh, when I was at the State Department, we engaged in a mission, you know, to your point. The, the State Department lost its way talking about human rights. It was talking about things that were crazy. And so we created this commission designed to go back and talk about our founding. What What, what is it that we really believe and why do we believe and how do we put forward these ideas? Trying to get my diplomats around the world to understand that we shouldn't apologize for America. It's this exceptional country. And so we, 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 we went back and regrounded the work that we were doing. That's what America needs. It needs a regrounding in these first principles, the things that you and I learned in schools. We need to go teach them in our schools again. We're not doing that today. If we get that wrong, I, I joke, uh, but I'm three-quarters serious. I met with the Taliban. I met with Chairman Kim. The biggest risk today is inside of our schools. If we don't get that right, if we're not brave Thank enough you. and fearless enough to go stand up and demand that we teach our kids about the greatness of our nation, then this next generation will take us to a path where, you know, as our founders knew, we could lose the republic. So um, yesterday, uh, I'm, I'm big on the Great Reset uh, from the World Economic Forum. I mean, almost every politician around the world in the West is using Build Back Better, uh, which is from the World Economic Forum yesterday. Uh, Biden gave a uh, speech, and I'm going to talk about it here in a few minutes, but he gave a speech and he said, you know, we're, it, for us to be able to best China, we all have to work together. Then he went through the stated goals. All of them were right directly from the Great Reset in the um, uh, of the World Economic Forum. Do you do you think that there is a uh, a an effort underway that these corporations and the government are starting to put a little private public partnership together. Uh, Biden continues continuously says, you know, it's, it's a test. We're going to see in the next couple of years, whether, whether or not a democracy like ours can survive against these authoritarian States. They can just move quickly. Glenn, it saddens me when I hear that. that. That's the story. You know, when President Biden talks about going, we're back, he means back to Barack Obama. Right? That's that, that story that you hear is managing American decline. We, we can't, this is not America. We're going to win this. We, we've got to get it right, and we have to be fearless in doing so. When I, 
when I hear them say that it, that China presents a challenge, you know, a, a challenge is figuring out um, whether you want to go to the store at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. <laughs> the threat is the Chinese Communist Party. And I, I saw the statement that came out this week. You know, it's it's okay, but it doesn't begin to comprehend the threat that the Chinese Communist Party presents. And then you know this. It'll take American leadership to get this right. We're going to have to demonstrate that our businesses are prepared to sacrifice and our businesses are prepared to be the technology leaders. And we're not going to suffer the Chinese Communist Party uh, censorship and cancellation for our American companies. We're going to demand fair and free trade. If we get those things right, Glenn, America is going to push back against this threat from Xi Jinping and his commie buddies. We can do it. We've done it before. And it's just going to take American leadership to get it right. Sadly, we don't have a president that I think is prepared to do that today. Do you uh, stay in touch with President Trump? And if so, how's he doing? I do. He's doing great. He wants to be part of the fight in the same way I'm trying to work every day to be part of the fight. He knows that the things that we did these past four years made lives for ordinary Americans better. I think he's oh, saddened yeah. to see what they've done in these first hundred days too. We, we knew, we knew when you got president Biden, we knew what we were in for. I don't think any of us believed that the left had captured him so much that they would move this far, this left, this fast. And so time is nigh. We got to get after it. We got to win in 2022 and shorten the runway. All right. So you are looking for people that want to run uh, and need some help and some advice. You're looking for anybody who is running in 2022 at CAVPAC, C-A-V-P-A-C dot com. Correct? Correct. Only conservatives need apply, Glenn. <laughs> Again, Mike, thank you so much for everything that you have done uh, as CIA director and, and uh, secretary of state. It was it was you, uh, it was amazing to watch you guys. It really was. Thank you. Well, bless you, Glenn. We'll talk again soon. So long, sir. You got it. Bye bye. Cavpack dot com. We all have to consider running, um, especially at the local level. You've got to replace your school board. You have to. It has to have just the strongest people you can possibly imagine who know what critical race theory is, who knows what America really stands for, and do not move. Run for your school board. It is very, very easy, believe it or not, uh, to win. All right. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Raycon. Sometimes in life, it's good to have a solid alibi for why you weren't listening when, let's say, somebody in your household was talking. I'm sorry. What, honey, I didn't. I, I wasn't. I, you asked me to take out the garbage. I didn't hear you. I had my Raycons. And, and boy, the sound is amazing. And this noise isolating fit that they have. Oh, I wish I would have heard that. Anyway, uh, it wouldn't work in my house either. Uh, Raycons. If you get a pair of Raycons, you're getting crisp, powerful sound at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycons look great. They feel even better. They come in a range of cool colors with the customizable gel tops included for a com comfortable fit. G-Apple. Yours are so comfortable and they never fall out. Raycons are sarcasm. Raycons are built to go wherever you go with a quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case. Raycon is offering 15% off all their products. And here's what you have to do. Just go to buyraycon.com slash back. 
15% off right now, only at buyraycon.com slash back. Uh, Sarah, have we gotten anything in from Project Veritas yet? There was a really weird on-air uh, segment from a local Fox reporter yesterday. And she said, yes, I'm out here and uh, she's live. And uh, before I get to that, I just want to say that uh, you go ahead, play it. Yeah, I didn't Outages know you had across play the it. region. Fox 26 reporter Ivory Hecker is live in Montgomery County to take a look at that aspect. Thanks, guys. That's right. Before we get to that story, I want to let you, the viewers, know that Fox Corp has been muzzling me to keep certain information from you, the viewers. And from what I'm gathering, I am not the only reporter being too subjected to this. I am going to be releasing some recordings about what goes on behind the scenes at Fox because it applies to you, the viewers. I found a nonprofit journalism group called Project Veritas. It's going to help put that out tomorrow, so tune into them. But as for this heat wave across Texas, you can okay. see what it's doing. To- we will be watching and we'll bring you that story as soon as it is uh, as soon as it's released this is the glenn back program think about all the quarantine purchases you made the late night pizza deliveries the mini succulent trios the the online trainer you ghosted after about two weeks there's one of your biggest purchases of the year that you're leaving out when you think about it it's insurance Insurance Americans overspend on car and home insurance by billions of dollars every single year. And that's money that could have been spent on, you know, retail therapy. This is where the zebra can can come in and help you. The zebra. It's the nation's leading insurance comparison site for car and home insurance. In just literally a couple of minutes, you can compare the policies from every major provider for free. All on one independent marketplace. After a few questions, the Zebra pairs people with the right insurance company for them, if you want. Helping everyone save time and money. You can buy online or over the phone with one of their licensed insurance agents. There's no hidden fees, no fine print. Um, There's no pressure. It's the Zebra. Uh, T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com. The Zebra dot com slash Beck. Somebody is saying it. We're going we're gonna to talk about Biden's trip here in just a second and a couple of other really important things. But I, I just I don't know if we can shoehorn this one in, but you can find it at the Washington Post today. The Post has uh, run an expansive report um, titled The Racist Legacy Many Birds Carry. Yeah. The Washington Post reporter is very troubled by the racist legacy of a few birds. And finally, finally, I mean, are you with me, Pat? Oh, absolutely. These these racist (laughs) birds that, uh, you know, what they do to black birds. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. It it does. Mm -hmm. It does. And, uh, you know, when I see a 
when I see a bird and he's like, hey, because yeah, I can speak uh, bird. That's, hey, let's go get the blackbirds. I, I just want to shoot them out of the sky. I just, I, that's how mad I am. And I have been for a long time on the, the racist legacy of uh, some birds. If you really want to follow that, you can read that in the Washington Post, or you could just stick around and get some real news in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. That's how I listen to the Glenn Beck Program every day. Birds say that to me all the time. If you had to guess about how much, uh, how many of your personal details, including things like your social security number, your bank account numbers, other things like that, are available right now on the internet. If somebody really wanted to work hard enough to find them, how much could they find? Answer, unfortunately, is probably all of them. All it would take is just a bit of digging, especially on the dark web, and you would have it. Cyber criminals love nothing more than to put you in the uh, uh, put you into the poorhouse by by putting the putting the overtime work into finding your details. You need LifeLock because LifeLock understands how cybercrime and identity theft affect each and every one of us. Because each and every one of us every day put our information at risk on the Internet. And if they find something that has been taken, they'll send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. That's really important because somebody's saying, hey, your bank account numbers on the on the dark web. Okay, well, do I call the dark web police? I don't even I don't know the address. Anyway, this is uh this is where it really becomes important to have them because they have that team that can go in and fight it uh with you side by side to make sure it's all cleaned up. They have that team because nobody can prevent everything, you know? Nobody can watch everything all the time cuz it's relentless. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK for 25% off. Lifelock.com, promo code BECK. Mm. Oh, boy. Did you see the just a lovely uh, visit with the queen um yesterday with joe biden it was great uh she could see uh, she could see herself in his mirrored sunglasses uh sunglasses which you know i think it's i don't think it's rude i i mean i don't know uh, i don't know anybody that almost knocks them off the face of their child when they're meeting somebody let alone the queen um but that was nice uh you know maybe maybe she had some mustard uh, there by some of the diamonds and he was like you should look in the mirror look in the mirror i'm wearing these sunglasses so you can look at yourself your lipstick is uh, on your teeth um but it was it was uh it was mm-hmm. it was beautiful and then afterwards uh he went right out and told everybody you know what what they had talked about which uh, you don't do um you know that's a private conversation um, but you know, Michelle Obama didn't know the protocol. Uh, Barack Obama gave her a tape of all of his speeches, which I bet she enjoyed. Uh, I bet she's still listening to them today. And, uh, and I just think that's, uh, I'm so proud 
I'm so proud of him as president. And and also, uh, in case you missed that important part of his speech yesterday, where um, uh, the reporter asked him kind of a tough question about uh, Putin, and he gave an awkward uh, Kamala Harris laugh and then just shut down for seven seconds. Listen. In a weekend interview, Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? <laughs> to answer the first question, <laughs> I'm laughing, too. They actually, I. Well, look, I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Hello. The answer uh, is, wow. I believe he is in the past. Wow. Essentially. Wow. Is that Jeez. a sign of of, you know, mental, really mental decay? Oh, that is sure. that's astounding. How is it? No one reports on that. No one was like, ah, and then the president just stopped for seven seconds and just kind of stared into space. Yeah. Can you uh, do, do you remember what they used to say toward the latter part of the Reagan administration? Of Reagan. He never oh, yeah. did anything oh, yeah. like that that I can remember. Never. He didn't freeze never. during speeches never. for seven seconds at a time and lose his place no. and forget what he was saying. No. That didn't happen. And they called him senile. Nope. Every I know day. They did. They're calling Donald Trump senile. Right, yes, they are. They're like, look yeah. at him slip. <laughs> yeah. Slip. Are you Crazy. kidding me? Unreal. Ah, oh, it's crazy. And then, did you see the when he met with uh, Erdogan from Turkey at the NATO summit? And uh, everybody's wearing a mask except for the dictator Erdogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not wearing anything because he's like you. You boobs are all so stupid. <laughs> uh, and Biden tries to give him a fist bump and. Erdogan uh, really, I don't think, wanted to give a fist bump because it's for girls. Um, but, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> I, I mean, it could be mm-hmm. a transgender girl, too. I mean, anyway, anyway, uh, it was it was a little awkward and mm-hmm. uh, a little embarrassing. Um, but uh, uh, but it was, you know, it's our American president. And so I'm 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 thrilled about that. Uh, Joe Biden also adopted a new rule on Monday that could force Catholic hospitals and religious doctors and other objectors, uh, forcing them to perform abortions and uh, sex change surgeries. And I don't think, you know, we were never built on the individual and the right of conscience. That is so un-American uh, that you would say, hey, mm-hmm. I have a different point of view, you know? Yeah. Uh, because these these surgeries, uh, sex reassignment surgeries, especially on children, they're so vital. They're so, <laughs> so vital. And the earlier, the better, I think. The younger you are when you get one, I, I think the better you're going to be. Like, Oh, uh, if we could do them at birth? At birth would be great. Yeah. Yeah. If the, yeah, if like if your boy child cries all the time, you know it's because he wants to be a girl. There's a girl screaming to get right. out. Right. Literally screaming to get right. out. And so, right. Yeah. Right. That's the time to do it. Amen, brother. It's the time to do it. Amen. Yep. So. Uh the the quick summary here on uh Joe Biden. 
is that he is working with the rest of the G7 to launch a Build Back Better world partnership. If you're not Mm. following the Great Reset, you must, because you will understand what is going on right now. Um, It's aimed mostly at the developing world. uh, Build Back Better, that's, I mean, uh, France uh, is using that slogan. Uh, England is using that slogan. Well, that's because they love Mm. Joe Biden. No, it didn't come from Joe Biden. Right. It came from the Great Reset. And what they're doing is essentially trying to establish the Great Reset in low income and middle income uh, countries. Think Africa first. He made comments yesterday specifically noting the purpose of the plan to compete with China's Belt and Road Initiative. If you don't know what the Belt and Road Initiative is, that's that's old timey Chinese speak uh, for the road, the Silk Road that they had uh, coming out of China and all the trade would come and go up to uh, Europe and and, uh, the rest of the world. And so now they have they're calling it their Belt and Road Initiative. And um, the comments might solidify a few things that I have said in the past. This is a gigantic development on this front. I want you to listen to some of the comments uh, that the president said. He said, hey, folks, how are you? Well, good afternoon. We've just wrapped up what has been an extraordinary, collaborative and productive meeting. The G7, everyone at the table understood and understands both the seriousness and the challenge we're up against and the responsibility of our proud democracies to step up and deliver for the rest of the world. That's what the G7 is all about and rallying the world's democracies to meet the challenges that the world faces. Do you remember what I told you yesterday? He said was the challenge that the world faces, that all of these democracies face. Can they actually respond fast enough like a communist or fascistic country can? Because China, they they are public private partnerships with business. And when I say that, I mean, um, the public, the the government really kind of runs it. And once in a while, if one of the CEOs doesn't do what they say, then they publicly execute him. So it's uh, it's great. It's a nice partnership. Um, and that's what they're working on. I mean, not the execution of of, you know, uh, CEOs. Yet, but this is what they're working on. Uh, he went on and said, we have to deliver for people. Uh, our people and for all people, quite frankly, everywhere and in a pandemic and maintaining robust support for an equitable, inclusive global economic recovery were top priorities of our nations as we get together. So the top priorities of the G7 equity, which is equal outcomes, inclusive global economic recovery, which means You've got to serve the poor first. And over the past few weeks, the nations of the G7 have affirmed the democratic values that underpin everything we hope to achieve in our shared future, that we're committed to put them to work. One, delivering vaccines and ending the pandemic. True. Two, driving a substantial, inclusive economic recovery around the world. Three, 
fueling infrastructure development in places that most badly need it, and four, fighting climate change. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think of the president going overseas and meeting with the G7, I think, wow, I hope they're, I hope they're all committed to a substantial, inclusive economic recovery. Uh, one that really adjust, addresses uh, climate change mm-hmm. and that we we not only build our infrastructure, which is costing trillions of dollars, but we also build um, Africa's infrastructure because um, I just think that's uh, really good. Well, and the only way we're going to meet the, the continent global... so yeah. thoroughly that, you know, we right. owe it to him. We right. owe it to him, obviously. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. The only way we're going to meet the global threats is by working together uh, with our partners and allies. Last mm-hmm. time the G7 met, there was no mention of China. But this time there is a mention of China. And G7 explicitly agreed to call out human rights abuses in uh, Xinjiang and uh, Hong Kong explicitly. Two. To coordinate common strategy to deal with China, the non-market policies that undermine competition. They've agreed, and that's underway now, how to do that. Three, to take serious actions against forced labor in solar agriculture and in the garment industries, because that's where it's happening. They've all agreed to do that. By the way, all of these are stated goals from the economic forum world economic forum of great reset he said i feel very strongly i propose that we have a democratic alternative to the belt and road initiative to build back better wow and by the way uh how much has our credibility been undermined by the fact that our government is running around the world telling everybody how racist we are and how awful we are uh about race and that our human rights are no better than anybody else's and then we go to china and try to tell them about their human rights yeah it it just it's not working yeah china has already said don't lecture us about human rights they've already said it you're the most racist country on on the face of the earth so we have no credibility but remember you can't have equity if americans have the wealth that we currently have you can't because we are so far ahead of the rest of the world. You have to tear us down and destroy our economy and also destroy the supremacy of the U.S. dollar. Once you do that, you destroy our wealth, you destroy our dollar, and then the world can, can think about equity. And it'll be really great because we'll all be equal. I mean, some will be more equal than others. But certainly will all be equal. By the way, um, I got something from the White House yesterday. They dropped it off yesterday. And I just want you to hear it. It's Joe Biden at his best. We'll do that in 60 seconds. If you haven't joined AMAC yet, there are three reasons why you should head over to amac.us slash Beck and join right now. First and foremost is AMAC's uh, advocacy for conservatives. AMAC is the Association of Mature American Citizens, and it has participated in over a thousand personal meetings with congressional leaders, ensuring that your voice is heard on issues like freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and religious freedom. AMAC is pushing back against the ultra-liberal Marxist legislation that is uh, that the left is just trying to ram through Congress. 
AMAC makes it easy for members to get involved. In fact, over a quarter of a million AMAC members have directly participated in AMAC's outreach campaigns to Congress. And believe me, they may not hear your voice, but when you join with other voices, there is strength in numbers, and Congress is listening to your voice with AMAC. The second thing, AMAC provides members with exceptional benefits, things like life insurance products, uh, travel discounts, uh, and so much more. And the third is people say, where do I go where I can trust the news? If you want to really know what's going on in Washington, AMAC is a source of uncensored information that you can trust. Newsletters, videos, podcasts, fresh website content, and a bi-monthly magazine. AMAC, it's the best choice. AMAC, for the advocacy, the benefits, the information. But most importantly, join because America needs all of us. Join today at amac.us slash Beck. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. Ten seconds, station ID. I'm back with hello. Don't go right. When you're ready. That uh, Hunter Biden is an artist, but so is his dad. Really? Listen. I spend a lot of time outside my mind. And when I speak, there's tons of words I cannot find. I sometimes think I'll pass out on the floor. smile being president is exhausting let me nap a little while when it comes to what i'll say you can see i have no clue but the one thing you can bet is it's not true who's my lyrics oh. To smell the shampoo in your hair And you'd be smart to wear a pair of iron underwear This Hunter Biden stuff has got to go And my matlock on the tube Tell me how this sentence ends For I haven't got a clue Jen Pisaki I'm really Pisakin I need you It's uh, Mm. beautiful, beautiful work uh, from a very talented family. 
and Hunter Biden in his new art project, he is definitely not selling access to his dad. That is not money laundering. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that right now. He is a new and a very accomplished artist. Uh, you know, he learned to paint, I think, in drug rehab, and he's been in this there is several the times. Program. Ah, what would you give for a do-over? Maybe get a chance to go back and ask that girl out to the prom that you never quite got the courage to speak to. Start that business you always knew you had the talent to start. But you didn't because you were afraid. How about just going back and reliving the days when you weren't in pain all the time, just so you could appreciate them a little bit more? What if I told you the last one is kind of possible? You have a do-over for pain. It doesn't come in the form of a time machine or even a pen on a doctor's prescription pad. It is something called relief factor, and it's not a drug developed by doctors. But 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. It works for them. It could work for you, too. You could get a do-over. All you have to do is give it a try. Order the three-week quick start trial pack now for nineteen ninety-five. Nineteen ninety-five to see if you can be out of pain in three weeks. Relieffactor.com. Call them 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. And don't forget to use the promo code Glenn to get $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, first, just a quick personal note. I can't thank you enough for all of your support. There's so many people that are are uh, just have been rooting for me uh, on my uh, my art project, American uh, Heroes, Myths, and Legends. Uh, and as I announced yesterday, it's going to be at Park City Fine Art. You can go to the website now and find out more about it at Park City fineart.com we announced earlier this morning uh, that we are going to have an official show it's so funny because they're like and we'll have the uh, the artist reception at and I'm I'm like yep that's what we should do an artist reset I have no idea what any of this means Um, but anyway we're uh, we're going to be doing that July 26th through July 31st in Park City at Park City Fine Art. Uh, it's uh, when they debut the work. I think it's up right now, but they're going to be taking it down soon. Um, and I'm going to be there on Saturday, July 31st. So the last day uh, of July, I will be there in Park City at Park City Fine Art. The proceeds that I make from the art, I want you to know, go to Mercury One, the American Journey Center for the uh, prevent uh, for uh, prevention, the uh, preservation of history, also um, O U R and the Nazarene Fund. So, all my all my um, profits will be going to Mercury One. Find it uh, at parkcityfineart.com. Okay, let me go real quickly now, my friend, to the former Biden COVID-19 czar. Oh, I've missed these czars. Here he is on COVID-19. How much of this pandemic was preventable and how? Well, of course, we would have had a a pandemic here in the U.S. no matter what. Um, But... 
but and look, we can count the, the the mistakes, and I think it's important that we do if for nothing else, so we don't repeat them. We obviously had a set of technical mistakes with the testing and and the the PPE that we know about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if we're honest, we also yeah. had two other two other types of mistakes that caused a lot of loss of life. One just plainly political leadership mistakes. Um, there was a lot. We denied mm-hmm. the virus for too long out of the Trump White House. We, there was too much squashing of oh dissent and playing on divisions. But I'd also think we all need uh-huh. to look at one another and ask ourselves um, what do we need to do better next time. And in many respects, being able to sacrifice a little bit for one another. Um, to get through this and to save more lives is going to be is going to be essential, and that's something that I think we could all, all have right. done a little bit better on. Mm. Right, we could have sacrificed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the sacrifice of forty percent of all businesses now being closed—I mean, permanently out of business—only forty percent. But I don't know if that sacrifice was good enough. Or the fact that teen suicide now is up at 31%. I think a few more of us could have sacrificed our children. Uh, you know, throw it up on the altar of, uh, of uh, Anthony Fauci. I think we could have done it, right? Could have done it. Go to hell. Yeah. Who do you think you are telling us that we should, we should sacrifice more? Oh, my God. Gosh, that is oh my gosh, so and, reminiscent and by of the Jimmy way, Carter in those days, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. Blaming yeah, everything and on the by American the way, people. Everybody on the left, the media, and everything. Oh, uh, you know, Donald Trump was a little slow. Really, was he? Because when he shut down Europe, when he shut down travel from China, you all belly ached and said, "Oh my gosh, what a racist!" And you're on TV saying, "Come on down to Chinatown." Don't start with me. Some of Mm. us have memories. Now, you know, Lori Lightfoot, uh, who is just delightful. I would say a fox, but uh, yeah, she's just she's just delightful. Uh, And uh, she's, you know, taking some heat because she was uh, uh, she was only meeting with. uh, you know, minorities, uh, reporters, uh, she didn't want to meet with any white reporters. Uh, now yesterday she came out and she said, or the day before yesterday, she came out and said, uh, you know, really that only lasted two days. So it's really not a problem. Well, it only lasted two days because everybody on the planet hammered you for it. Here she mm-hmm. is, uh, speaking to, uh, John Berman, the Chicago Mary Lori Light. By the way, Lori Lightfoot, is she Gordon Lightfoot's mom? mom? Yeah. Or, or grandmother, because Gordon's only 82. I think she might be his grandmother. So, wow. Because he's quite a bit. I younger. didn't know the connection. Because I've, yeah. I've always, you know, I've looked at Lightfoot and I think Native American, but I never thought of Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so does she know about the uh, the, the sinking of, of the Edmunds Fitzgerald? Well, yeah, because it's a legend that lives on from the Chippewa on down, you know, on the big lake they right. call Gitchigumi. So she knows. Right. She knows. She knows. Okay. Here's, here's Gordon Lightfoot's mom, Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> I'm the mayor of the third largest city in the country. I'm an African-American wow, even sound woman, alike. to state the obvious. Don't Every day know. when I look out across my podium... I don't see people who look like me, but more to the point, I don't see people who reflect the richness and diversity of the city. So yes, I started a long overdue conversation about diversity in newsrooms and coverage. 
You all are the mirrors on society. You reflect with a critical and important lens the news of the day. You hold public officials like me accountable. Okay, stop. Just pause it for a second. Keep that on screen. May I ask? No, no. See if you can keep that on screen. Uh, May I ask, uh, (laughs) Pat, my monitor here at the ranch is very small. Mm -hmm. Is he... Is he Native American or is he Indian or Hispanic? John Berman? The reporter. Yeah. John Berman. So uh, is yeah. he white? Uh, well, yes. I think he's, I think he's okay. I white. don't know because I can't see. He just looks, yeah. he just looks from, from in, I'm well, looking at a like two by two monitor here. Yeah. Uh, and he looks like uh, an Indian. And I don't mean American Indian. And, and he, but, he looks uh, a little constipated as well. So I think there might be some of that going on, too. Well, that's probably his white guilt. If he's a white guy, yeah. that explains that. It's yeah, not it constipation. It's, it's white guilt. <laughs> uh, by the way, for those who have been waiting, waiting for the follow-up to white fragility, I mean, some people I know didn't read it. And you have to read it because you won't understand the second one. There is another volume coming out in the series. It's called Nice Racism. And it's Robin DiAngelo's new book. I've been waiting. Finally. I mean, I think the whole country, the whole country has been saying, Robin, you can't leave us on that cliffhanger there at the end of White Fragility. (laughs) What happens to the main characters? So So she has nice racism coming out. And um, she's this one is written directly to white people as a white person. uh, She identifies many common white racial patterns and breaks down how well-intentioned white people unknowingly perpetuate racial harm. Uh, And I think that's great. Um, It's just I'm glad somebody's finally willing to say it. Uh, She said those patterns include rushing to prove that we're not racist. Okay. um, Downplaying white advantage. Romanticizing black, indigenous, and other peoples of color. That happens Hmm. all the time. I've been romanticizing that all the time. Me too. Sometimes I Uh, pretend to be all three at the same time. Black, indigenous, and other peoples of color. Yeah. That is so romantic. Isn't it? That is so romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Pretending white segregation just happens. <laughs> She's on to us. Yep. You know, I have to tell you, in my last HOA meeting, which some say I never attend, but, uh, oh, I'm there. Yeah. Uh, we were specifically, well, we didn't actually use these words, but we're like, how can we keep this neighborhood segregated mm-hmm. and that's when a lot of the guys who are black that live <laughs> uh in my neighborhood were like excuse me and i'm like oh oh you're probably not black you're probably a sellout to your race and they were like oh yeah i forgot um and then the feeling that we've all had she explains uh the feeling just feeling immobilized by shame wow and I think that's what is happening to my son. I really do. Uh, I thought it was just sheer, unadulterated laziness. But, <laughs> but no. I think that it... No, I think he's immobilized by shame. 
Uh, and she, what's great is she writes candidly about her own missteps and her own struggles. Um, Hmm. You know, and to she does it to encourage white readers to continually face their complicity and embrace courage. The because you're going to need it in that lifelong commitment of accountability. And mm-hmm. I hear the table of contents. What is a nice racist? Uh, second chapter is the one I think I'm buying it for. Why it's okay to generalize about white people. Oh, I well, think that one is. Yeah, because they're white, obviously. Uh, that's why it's okay. Right. It's a short book. Yeah. It's a short book. <laughs> what is a nice racist? Uh, one that, uh, you know, doesn't beat you over the head and kill you. Uh, I mean, without a smile on their face. Uh, why is it okay to generalize about white people? Because they're white. Mm-hmm. There is no choir. Chapter three. I don't think you need more than the headline on that one. Uh, what's wrong with niceness? Well, a lot, a lot. I, honestly, a lot. Yeah, people. Need I mean, to be niceness meaner. doesn't always get you. No. You know, you got to be. You got to. Sometimes you have to sit a, uh, set a city on fire to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, Steal some shoes. Moves maybe, along the way. The moves of the white progressives. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I wonder if that chapter. That's chapter five in Robin D'Angelo's new book. Um, Nice racism. Um, the moves of white progressives. I wonder if that includes how all of those white progressives that set up BLM, you know, the global network, um, how all those white people set that up and then uh, bilked everybody who gave to BLM. You know, remember, we told you, but of course, Robin D'Angelo was saying, hey, BLM, donate to BLM. And who got rich? Uh, the white liberal progressive. So, well, and Patrice uh, Cullors, right. uh, obviously the co-founder of BLM. She made a few bucks on the on the side too, which was oh, I know. couldn't disagree with you. It didn't really more. I mean, okay. she yes, she's she's an accomplished she's an accomplished accomplished artist. Well, and uh, just like uh, and Hunter a tra- trained Marxist as well. So you know she right all right. her intents are good. She, yeah, and she knows how to make money, as all Marxists do. <laughs> yes, uh, you steal it from you steal it from <laughs> others. Um, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor. It's Built Bar. <sighs> now it could be my scale, but I think I've actually lost weight. The scale may be broken, uh, but it says that I have lost uh, fifteen pounds since the beginning of the year, and that's probably. <sighs> 14 pounds in the last two weeks anyway uh finally started losing some weight uh, trying to lose weight and be more healthy built bars are made with 100 percent real chocolate and unlike most of the protein bars out there they don't taste like a doormat they're low calorie they're low carb high fiber high pro, uh, pro uh, protein and all flavor they have new flavors coming soon they have strawberry cheesecake Birthday cake with sprinkles. I might have to work in some more snacks every day. But BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and get 15% off your next order. Your mouth is going to thank me. Well, of course it will, because that's where your 
I mean, your mouth forms the word. Anyway, BuiltBar.com. Promo code BECK15. It's BuiltBar.com. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Pat, uh, next hour, I think we should, t- I think we should do a, uh, a quick poll on, uh, on the phones. 888-727-BECK. I've got I've got really important stuff to get to. I I've got some really important things on the economy uh, and what's coming. Uh, also on CRT, or I could give you some fun stuff and some uh, you know stuff that doesn't matter quite so much and it's just just good eating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I which, like that. Which do you vote for? Oh, the good eating every time. For? Every time. Good eating. Mm-hmm. Good eating. Do you have stuff from your show today that was good eating? That's good that, eating. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just good fun. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, actually, I do you think the Roger Walters uh, or Roger Wa- Waters uh, thing is, is kind of. Oh, that's good eating. Kind of borderline. Yeah, it's good eating, but uh, not as fun. Well, kind of it. Do you know who Roger Waters is? Um, I, some would say that he's. Best known for Pink Floyd. Um, I would say he's best known for being second in line for the guy who hates Jews. Uh, and, and he's only behind Adolf Hitler, perhaps. Uh, he is he is an anti-Semite of biblical proportions. Mm-hmm. But he did something the other day that caught my attention. He was at a uh, forum of... Uh, of free speech and he came and he held up an envelope and here's what happened this this is something that i actually put in my folder when i came out here today you have no idea what it is nobody does because it arrived on the internet to me this morning it's a request for the rights to use my song another brick in the wall too in the making of a film to promote Instagram. So it's a missive. It's a missive from Mark Zuckerberg to me, right? Arrived this morning with an offer of a huge, huge amount of money. And the answer is you. No way. And I I only mention that because this is an, an insidious, it's the insidious movement of them to take over. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I've written a new song, uh, a new jingle, really, for My Patriot Supply. It goes a little something like this. MyPatriotSupply.com For food that you want to eat. So sit down and take a seat. Get your stockpile of emergency food for your preparedness. Now, I didn't go past that because uh. I can't find the rhyme yet for preparedness. But it's a tough one. Right now, uh, my Patriot Supply, you'll save 25% off the absolute bare minimum you should have, which is a four-week food kit. Hmm. Wow. 
I don't have anything uh, rest of that. But it's it's. I think it's. I think they're going to like it when That's, it's finished. It's a little more uh, salivary than Mozart. I th- I'd say. Uh, oh, you, thank you. Know. you th- <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, prepare <laughs> prepare with Glenn.com. Get uh, your your really your bare minimum of the four week food kit at twenty five percent off right now. Prepare with Glenn.com. America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I had some really fun and exciting things to uh, to share with you today. But I just asked for a poll of the listener uh, listeners of wit. You know, what do you want to hear? Do you need some more serious stuff? Uh, or would you like some, you know, some good news and some happy stuff? And the audience said serious, 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 serious. Uh, so Pat, now we're now we're facing uh, we're facing a, a decision here. Mm-hmm. Do we act like all those people in Washington that think they know better than the average person, or do we listen and and heed the voice of the people? And I think there's really only one choice. I mean, we, we ignore we, them we obviously know better than the average. <laughs> yes. yes, ignore them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> combination of uh, both we have i have some really disturbing things i've been waiting to talk to you about it pat and we haven't gotten around to it uh, in the last uh, show and a half so uh, i do want to hit this as something really serious that the fbi is doing that really bothers me uh and but we're going to start the hour with some really fun good news all right lifelock ransomware ah it sounds innocent and cute doesn't it? it's like tupperware Ah, I'm having a ransomware party over at my house. But the the, uh, real nasty truth is it sucks. It's not like Tupperware. You don't want to have a party if it happens to you. You need LifeLock because there is absolutely, I have no idea how to protect myself from ransomware. Do you? How much of my information is online right now? I don't know. Probably a lot, maybe, especially if I'm not protected by LifeLock, because they go down into the sewers, a place called the dark web, and they look for your information for sale uh, on the dark web. LifeLock will help detect a wide range of identity threats, and they'll send you an alert, but they don't just stop there because you get alert. Hey, your uh, information's for sale on the dark web. Uh, thank you. What they say is, call us if you need some help. Yes, I do. You'll get access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you do become a victim. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. And ransomware isn't a party that you should go to. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Isn't it necessary that all of us 
review our own attitude and say, yes, it is possible for men and women of goodwill to differ. Well, I think it is, but that's... That's not what one dad did. His estranged daughter, when his child support ended, he dropped off his final child support payment, dumping 80,000 pennies on his wife's lawn. Oh, so I, that's not very nice. That's just not very nice. Funny, sure. Hard to do, you bet. Uh, not as hard, probably, as picking them up out of the grass uh, and, then bringing, and then bringing them to the bank to have them count all of them. But, uh, hey, it's legal tender. It is legal tender. Actually, you can't do that, can you, Pat? You, I, don't, I didn't think you could. I thought the banks could say, no, we're not accepting that. I don't. I'm not sure about the legality of that. I I don't know how you turn down legal tender though. Like you said, it is legal, so why not? And especially since he paid her, not the bank. Here's your money. <laughs> Although that's vindictive, and I I, I can't. Yeah, well, that. not a good example for no, his daughter. Not you a know, good one really. Um, here's the uh, here's some good news for you. CNN's hour long interview which clips were played all last week and people were talking about. It was an interview with President Barack Obama. And uh, it was needed at CNN because their ratings are really bad. Uh, And the interview did uh, uh, nothing for the bad ratings at CNN. Nobody watched. Nobody watched. Half a million people watched. probably extra for the Anderson Cooper 360 watch the show uh, by the way uh, that was half of what Tucker Carlson had uh, the same night so President Obama not really heated uh, very much and you know why because most people on the left and this is an honest observation by somebody who used to work for him uh, they told me privately that um, people were not with him. The Marxists were not with him because they felt that he had sold out to Hillary Clinton and the Clinton gang, uh, which in some ways he did. I mean, not from my perspective, because uh, I think he did a lot of damage to the country, but not enough for the Marxists. And that's why he couldn't draw a crowd, why nobody had any passion, because he had become a guy that was there to play the corporate game and make lots and lots of money, which which he did. Now, uh, Nickelodeon ratings are out. Have you seen what Nickelodeon is uh, doing? Nick Jr., has released videos uh, championing things like trans, queer, and pansexual inclusion. Uh, One video that sparked a lot of outrage depicted a cartoon version of a drag queen singing about various LGBTQIA plus two groups loving each other so proudly on blues clues and you a show for two to five year olds and i think that's 
Those were the clues that I was hoping Blue would find. I don't know about you, Pat, but uh, absolutely, I want. Don't you? Doesn't everybody want their two to five year old in touch with their sexu- sexuality and everybody else's? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Finally, has <laughs> has somebody has the guts to say it? Now, uh, the viewership has dropped from 1.3 million average viewers per week to 372,000. Wow. Oh, that's great. I mean, that is... That's great. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, looks like Paramount wow. and uh, and Nickelodeon are in some, gosh darn it, financial trouble. Did you see John Stewart uh, on... Uh, what's his name? The really obnoxious, Stephen Colbert. not funny guy. Mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert. Thank you for knowing that. Yeah, Did you see him when he came out? Uh, I mean, didn't come I, out. I shouldn't have left it at that. <laughs> oh, he came out. Hmm. Uh, nobody, no, he I was didn't. Talking yeah. about the, he was talking about the vaccine, right? Uh, or, or the, uh, actually where the virus came from. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? So this was the, the, yeah, this was the return of the Colbert show to the Sullivan Theater because, you know, the vaccine is out now. And uh, he walks on stage uh, and he gets, you know, a standing ovation and then he grinned, uh, grinned uh, widely as he embraced his band leader, John Batiste, which I, I have all of his album. And uh, he said, we never really left, but we certainly weren't here. And it's like the first day back at school. I'm really happy uh, because uh, we've all been vaccinated. And I know I'm not going to get COVID. Um, and a lot of people didn't take good care of themselves during the pandemic but i want you to i want you to meet a good friend john stewart everybody and john stewart walked out and listened to this i think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science science has in many ways helped ease uh the suffering of this pandemic uh which was more than likely caused by science and that's kind of all of it no 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 listen listen it's coffee i wouldn't do that i wouldn't do that to you what do you what 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 do you mean by do you mean like perhaps there's a chance that this was created in a lab there's an investigation a chance there's a novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. <laughs> that's just that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then the actual scientists are like, how did this so wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan respiratory coronavirus lab how did this happen and they're like mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle <laughs> and you're like no I, you, you, the oh, name of your lab if you look at the name look at the name can i let me see your business card show me your business card oh i work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my 
my chili, and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay. Wait, 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 what about this? What about this? Listen to this. Wait a second. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that's funnier than John wow. Stewart's been in 30 years. That was that's I know and good. It's brilliant and it's the truth and yep. notice the audience is all for it and Colbert is not. Mm-hmm. Colbert is like, "Well, I you know, if there's actual evidence, I'd like to hear it." No, uh you know, Stephen, that's the funny thing about being a comedian. You sometimes play on the obvious to make people laugh. Now, I know you haven't, well, you, you have tried a long time, but you haven't made that happen, I think, ever. Um, <laughs> except when you were with Jon Stewart. Isn't that weird? Um, but Jon Stewart is not only making people laugh about it, he's stating the obvious, mm-hmm. and the audience is, is with him. It's with him. It definitely. Every time Colbert tries to stop him, the audience, he, he's like, no, no, no. And the audience cheers. I think that was amazing. Now, let me give you uh, Chuck Schumer because he is so woke, so woke. And I want to give you a clip of uh, what he was talking about uh, when he was uh, doing an interview. Uh, he was uh, wanting to build some extra housing for those in need. And, and here's what he said. And this initiative actually will house the homeless population that is actually living on our streets. We see them every day. Yes. We're about to house them. And they're against it. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's I I I have found that my whole career. They wanted to build uh, in when I first was assemblyman. Mm -hmm. They wanted to build a, a congregate living place for retarded children. Uh The whole neighborhood was against it. These are homeless kids. They just needed some help. Yeah, Oopsie they're retarded. <laughs> they're just they're just so sweet. All those, those retards. Thank you very much, Chuck Schumer. What a ridiculous. And, wow. you know, they, they won't say anything about that. They won't say a word about that. But I'll bet you that what I just said will be taken out of context. And they're, Glenn Beck mm-hmm. said the R word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about something that is really bothering me. The FBI has just seized the safety deposit deposit boxes Mm -hmm. um, that were rented in U.S. private vaults in Beverly Hills, California. They have taken eighty six million dollars in cash and millions more in jewelry and other valuables and the FBI is like, we're just going to keep it. I'll tell you that story in just a second. First, you've worked hard. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You have worked so hard to get where you are today. Uh, and I will tell you that there was a story. I mean, if this wasn't the, the brightest way to talk about inflation, uh Americans have uh, are two billion dollars richer because of the the price of housing. Yeah, but we also know that the price of housing is a bubble and it's going to come down. 
Oh, no, no inflation. That's what are you talking about? Well, let me just say this. Uh, the banks have said that they are now considering 5% interest rates, 5% interest rates on new home loans. That is coming because you have to have higher interest rates to slow down inflation. I will tell you if they're serious about it, it will be higher than it was in the 1970s. It has to. It has to. Uh, and you're talking in the 1970s, uh, a, a home loan was about 18 to 20 percent. And it's got to be higher than that. This is going to stop the heart of the nation. Well, they're making the first move at 5%. So please call American Financing right now. Get yourself locked into the low rates. This is going to get harder and harder for you to get a loan. If you're looking to get one, get one now and roll your, your high interest credit cards, please, into your mortgages. Get out of those because as the interest rate goes higher, you know, from the Fed or from the bank on loans, what do you think your credit card is going to charge you? American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So here's the, um, here's the interesting thing. Most people don't know. But after the crash of 2008 um, and September 11th, the combination of that, uh, the banks now, the federal government, has the right to send a DHS officer into every safety deposit box. If you are keeping money there, if you have things in there, you will have to open it in front of a Department of Homeland Security person if they choose that's never happened before that was your private box your private information but that is a way that they are going to make sure that people aren't hoarding cash or or whatever um even though there's a story out today from jamie Dimon how jp morgan is now hoarding that's his words hoarding cash because of the inflation that is coming um the the box holders that were in Beverly Hills, this, this was not in a bank, partially because most of the people who used this vault um, were not dirty. They just didn't believe in the banks. There was $86 million in cash and jewelry inside of this safety deposit, the safety deposit boxes in this vault. They opened every door and they took everything in every drawer. Now, why? Well, the FBI says because this was a money laundering place and some people were using that to launder money. Okay, but what about everybody else? How much money was that? And what about everybody else that wasn't involved in the, in the money laundering schemes? Well, the FBI says they don't know who was involved and who wasn't, so they're going to have to keep that $86 million and millions more in jewelry and other things that were found in the safety deposit boxes. This has got to stop. This asset forfeiture has got to stop. It's, it's one of the most unconstitutional and un-American things I've 
seen in my lifetime. It's hard to believe it continues. And, it, you know, we were talking about some of the cases that the Supreme Court was going to take on by July. This isn't one of them. And I don't, I don't understand why. I don't know why they won't, they won't fix this because it's absolutely unbelievable. People aren't even charged with crimes and they lose tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, if you had your money, if you had your money in one of those safety deposit boxes and somebody is laundering money and keeping dirty drug money or whatever in one of the safety deposit boxes, mm-hmm. you're going to lose yours as well. This is so unconstitutional, so fascistic. And by the way, this whole thing was started by Ronald Reagan. So, you know, Republicans, you better damn fix this. Uh, it was started by Reagan, and it was started under the RICO laws, and he was trying to go after the Gambino family and everything mm-hmm. else. And what they were doing was taking this money. If you had, if you got a drug lord, then they could take the boat and the cars and the houses and sell it, and it would go to the treasury. That was the way to really hurt these drug lords. But now it's been twisted into anything. You know, the, even even the one that Reagan passed uh, requires that you have evidence first and then you take the property. What they have is suspicion and then they take all of the property. That's not good. Rather than it's not good at all. Rather than being found guilty by a jury of your peers and then confiscating the ill-gotten booty. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You, in this case, you have to prove that you're innocent. Mm -hmm. And even then, most times you don't get your stuff back. Right. That ain't America. That is not America. And it is going to become more and more prevalent in the coming days and months. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. So, Legacy Box, not to be confused with a... Uh, a, uh, a, uh, you know, a, 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 a private box that you find in the banks, uh, <laughs> legacy box, the FBI is just not going to take it there. And they're not going to take your stuff. Um, because in the legacy box, it is all of your home movies and your photos. And quite honestly, sometimes that's worth more than all the money you have. 850,000 families have digitally preserved their past now. I was going through some media with my uh, mother-in-law when we had the the unfortunate death of my, my brother-in-law uh, just here recently. And I looked through their stuff, and the pictures are all fading. When it came to us, the videotape, the camcorder tape, the film reels, and honestly, formats, I didn't even, I couldn't even remember what machine that worked in. Preserve your family's legacy today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Get an incredible 50% off your first order. Buy today. Take advantage of this exclusive offer and send it in when you're ready. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Stephen Crowder, and me, Dave uh, Packray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices. BlazeTV.com, promo code Glenn. Hey, this is a Glenn Beck program. Personal note before we uh, uh, finish up here this last half hour. Uh, I am uh, going to a, a nephew's wedding uh, in the middle of absolute nowhere. Uh, so I, mean, I think we have to travel by wagon train to get there. I'm not really sure. 
Um, but uh, uh, I'm going to be gone for the next few days uh, so I can be with the family. It's kind of like a family reunion and, and, uh, and celebration. It's a, he's a great, great kid. Uh, and uh, his father passed away, and, and he actually called me and asked me if I would give the father's toast. And I don't know what to say. Uh, I mean, what an honor. What an honor to be asked to do that. Um, but uh, I'll be back next week. All right. Um, Pat, let's go through a couple of things that are important. First of all, the local Fox News reporter that mm-hmm. said, my company is muzzling me. And I've, I'm tomorrow morning, Project Veritas. Looks like they're going to be doing something tonight on that story. I can't believe they didn't cut her off. Yeah, I I don't know if they just didn't think of it or they weren't paying attention. Sometimes, you know, you just go to the next segment and and you're not listening. But and then maybe that was the case or maybe they thought, you know, like it makes it a bigger deal if they cut her off. I don't know, but it's weird. <laughs> or maybe they just thought, what is she talking about? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when she said Fox Corp is is uh, is trying to muzzle me. Uh, on what? I I can't yeah. wait to hear what that is. I can't wait to hear <laughs> no. what that is. I know. Yeah. Um. The uh, the Supreme Court is taking on some some big cases this summer, mm-hmm. and uh, we should be aware. And and also, is it just me, Pat, or have you noticed recently? And I think more than in my lifetime. Uh, and maybe again, maybe it's just me. But they have come out with nine to zero, nine to zero, nine repeatedly. to zero on a l- right. Yeah, repeatedly. Right over the last month. more than usual. Oh, by right. far, they almost never have nine to nothing right. rulings. And no, some think it might be a signal to the Biden administration to back off this packing the court thing. Uh, and you know, that's that's a great move if that's what it is. Telling him, hey, uh, we don't need thirteen. Supreme Court justices. We're together. See this? Nine to nothing. That just doesn't happen. So we're together, uh, unlike you politicians. It's pretty powerful. Wow. And, you know, wow. maybe maybe they'll pay attention. I don't know. But uh, Have, Because I've noticed also a lot of the cases are coming out in our favor, in the conservative uh, favor. Yeah, definitely. And they made some good rulings lately. Right. And even Kagan's been on board. I mean... It's been bizarre. Yeah. It's been bizarre. And I don't know if it's roofies or what, <laughs> but uh, let's keep going. So what are the cases they're taking on now, this uh, well, month? They've got a landmark religious liberty case um, dating back to the 2014 decision in Burl versus Hobby Lobby. Remember that? Where uh, religious liberty was at stake there? But- oh, this was, uh Yeah. Uh, this was happening around the same time as the, you know, the mothers of, you know, St. Teresa or whatever were told, you got to give condoms right. to people. Right. And Hobby Lobby didn't want to provide, I think, a, was it abortion health care? Health care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Abortion yes, 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 yes. They would provide health care, but not for abortions. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, they've they've ruled on a few of those things, but kind of in a limited way, this might open things up and just protect the First Amendment once and for all. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping this isn't just going to be some narrow little ruling that allows somebody to slip through right here. Uh, but they make the decision to back the First Amendment. That would be nice if they make a strong statement there. But that's pending. Mm. 
They're also tackle, tackling uh, some election law cases because, of course, uh, the Republicans are just shutting down everybody's ability to vote. You, you can't vote in Georgia or Texas if you're a person of color. And we all know that. Yeah. Uh, so know that. that is good. Well, white be people, as white people, we know that because all white people right. meet in secret <laughs> racist meetings. And we laugh uh, all every how Tuesday we night laugh. at the road. Yeah, it's the Rotary Club. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, people think that's just a harmless little no. thing that kind of helps the neighborhoods. It's not. It's where all white people gather. 730 Tuesdays, <laughs> Denny's. <laughs> no minorities allowed. <laughs> uh, so there's also going to be another challenge to Obamacare. You know, there's been three so far. And this, I mean, it's it's the thing that you just can't kill. It's the thing from the Black right. Lagoon that just keeps coming back to life. And so mm-hmm. they're going to rule on uh, another aspect of Obamacare, and everybody suspects it's going to survive yet another Supreme Court challenge. And uh, then finally, the other big thing is that they're going to uh, take on a First Amendment case as it applies to social media. So this started with a Pennsylvania high school cheerleader being penalized by her school because she was pissed off oh, yeah. that they, uh, I, I forget what she was angry about, but she flipped off the school, posted it on uh, social media, and got suspended. Yeah, she was, she was and her friends uh, pissed about something, mm-hmm. and they said, uh, and mm-hmm. she posted this video off campus. Right. Uh, she and her friend were hanging out uh, someplace, and they went, you know what, f cheer. Exactly. You know, the school. uh, Right. And 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 they said that if if the Supreme Court rules uh, against her, it will mean that your social life, your social media life will follow you all the time. That so, in other words, anything that you say can and will be held against you Mm -hmm. uh, by your company. Or by your church or whoever wants to say, Mm -hmm. yeah, the school can say, no, I'm sorry. They're always once in school, always in school. School follows them home 24 seven for 12 years of their life. That's that's a dangerous, dangerous thing to set. Now, what the Biden administration is saying is that uh, ending their authority over students at the schoolhouse gates could make it harder to to curb bullying and racism and cheating and invasion of privacy all frequently occur online. And we need to be able to nip that in the bud. Uh, no, if it, if it's not happening on school grounds, it's none of your business. Uh, you can't control what they're doing at home. Let the parents deal with that. But, but the school, it's got to stay out of it. So anyway, the, the Supreme court is going to rule on that. And this is the way to, uh, entrap all of us. With the internet. Do you remember when I uh, talked to, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? Uh, Schmidt from Google. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I asked him, I said, why, why did you say a few years ago that by 2025, kids will have to change their names? And he said, well, what I meant by that was there's going to be so much information gathered on them that they won't, they'll be overloaded by the time they're 25 uh, or 20, they will not be able to get a job. They won't be able to do anything because there will be so much out there against them that they said in a stupid post. Right. Well, I think we're there. Oh, it's for not sure. 2025. 
yeah, I think there. we're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if and if you continue to give these people power, it's only going to get much, much worse. Hey, can we play the rest of that Roger Wat- Waters uh, thing? I, I can't believe I'm playing something from him. Uh, but he was at a freedom of speech conference. And I, you know, and I'm not sure that he actually believes in freedom of speech. He believes in freedom of speech, probably like the Marxists do. You know, if you agree with us, you have freedom of speech. But if you don't, you don't have any freedom of speech. But he was talking about how uh, Mark Zuckerberg offered him a lot of money to use his song. And what he said after he said no in a not so polite way um, is really important. Listen to this. This this is something that I actually put in my folder when I came out here today. You have no idea what it is. Nobody does, because it arrived on the internet to me this morning. It's a request for the rights to use my song, Another Brick in the Wall 2, in the making of a film to promote Instagram. So it's a missive... It's a missive from Mark Zuckerberg to me, right, arrived this morning with an offer of a huge, huge amount of money, and the answer is, f- you. No f- way. And okay, I, now listen. I only mentioned that what he said. this Why? is an, an insidious, it's the insidious movement of them to take over mm. absolutely everything, you know. So those of us who do have any power, and I do have a little bit, in terms of the control of the publishing of my songs, I do anyway. So I will not mm. be a party to this bullshit, Zuckerberg. Mm. We want to thank you for considering Listen, no. this project. He's reading the letter. The core sentiment of this song is still so prevalent and necessary today, which speaks to how timeless a work is true. And yet they want to, they want to subjoin it. They want to use it to make... Facebook and Instagram even bigger and more powerful than it already is so that it can continue to censor all of us in this room. Nah. That's incredible. Uh, but like you said, I think he only uh, he only means the left Means wing. those in the room. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The people in the room. <laughs> I would have been in that room. I don't know a soul on the left that will fight for my free speech. And yet I will fight for their free speech and their right to say it on any platform, um, you know, a, a public platform like those are supposed to be. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with them saying it. I just turn it off if I don't like it. I've never called for people to be fired because of words that they've said. I'll fight for them. Fight for them. Do you know of a single the uh, leftist Marxist liberal that has ever said anything like that no. to us? No. The one I would think might feel that way, but I don't know if I've ever heard him say it is Bill Maher. You know, maybe Bill Maher might maybe. defend your freedom of speech. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but that's, that's when we know the, um, the left has become reasonable at all. And I don't see it happening, but, you know, if 
if you just this is what we used to agree on. We used to agree agree on the Bill of Rights. You know, Mm -hmm. we talked a minute ago about them going into your safety deposit box and just taking money. And the FBI says, well, we don't know if it wasn't criminal money or not. So we're just going to keep it. That's the Fourth Amendment being violated there. Uh, you, You can't do that. And and that's the important thing is we must protect everyone from an incursion into our our Bill of Rights. That's what we used to all agree on. I remember my dad saying all the time, I disagree with what he says, but I will fight to the death to uh, for his ability to say it. That's that's how we come together. Is there enough people out there? I think there is. Are there enough people that will say that on both sides? It will be found soon. So I know the image that pops into your head when you picture my home life. There I am in my exercise clothes, fresh off an hour-long run uh, you know, around the compound, drinking my organic carrot and lemongrass smoothie in preparation for lifting weights the rest of the afternoon. I know, I know, it's, you know, it's close. It's close to my life. I kind of give off that uh, vibe. But what would probably shock you to know is that I actually spend a lot of time just sitting down on the couch. I know, it's crazy. (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah, watching Netflix or something. Occasionally, I'll, I'll glance either in the refrigerator or my uh rectech app on my phone uh um you know and i just see okay is the food almost ready and when it is that's when i get up most times most times uh and everything that comes off the rectech is delicious it is perfectly cooked this thing was designed by the type of people who go around the country to barbecue competitions and things like that. It's got a smart grill technology, and it is the last grill you're ever going to have to buy. Follow Rectech on social media. Sign up for their newsletter. They have great recipes. Um, but I want you to A-B compare Rectech to anything else like it. There is nothing like it, but compare it to the best or what you think is the best. R-E-C-T-E-Q. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Go there now. Rectech dot com. The Glenn Beck Program.